Candace and Ariel are not final girls. Candace is second to last at best. And Ariel is probably the killer. This podcast is intended for ghouls, haters, and Wikipedia summary readers. Listen on at your own risk. Welcome to our twisted mind. If it's not a good look, why do I wear it so well? Pardon me, I missed a your pretty face for someone else, but you just have to do because you see it's getting late. Let's get into it. Hi, everybody. It's not your final girl. I am Candace, and I'm with my co-host Ariel. Hi, who's here? <laughs> <laughs> and from the simulation, um, we're here today with Josh and Mel's of Blackheart Collective, an immersive horror group. And um, thank you guys for coming on. Yeah, oh, we're so happy to be here. Yeah, thank thank you for asking us. We don't get out much. We really don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're not out right now. We're like in we're in the computer, um, which That's is maybe right. where I should have said that. No, there's only one movie that came from the computer. We have yep. a really good double feature that we can't wait to talk about, along with the subject matter that kind of uh, runs through them. We have the computer and the simulation. We have um, today. We're going to talk about the cabin in the woods from 2012. And we're all going to the World's Fair from 2021. But before we get into it, um, Josh and Mel's, do you want to tell us about your earliest horror experiences? Who needs to go first? Do I have one? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My first horror experience was with the movie Jaws. Um, I think I was like four years old. And um, it. Uh, I-, I walked out to the living room as my parents were watching it. At, at it was the you know the very opening sequence of it and that movie just scared the shit out of me and i've always been afraid of big monsters in water it could be like the dumbest alligator in a pool bit in the movie <laughs> and it still scares me really bad yeah that scene is also terrifying like especially yeah. for like kind of a big fun like blockbuster type oh yeah um yeah that uh, you know people argue all the time jaws isn't a horror movie but i'm like oh it is it definitely it is, is it totally is I mean, the, um, what is like the little fact is like that, that, um, the girl, like when she gets dragged under by the shark, she actually like got hurt by like the harness they had her on. And so she was actually like screaming in pain during that scene. So it's like very visceral. Yeah. She like got her ribs broken or something. Just a little method acting, you know, we'd never heard anything. (laughs) Just a little forced method acting. (laughs) Yeah. That's yeah. We we do that all the time. Yeah, about to say if it worked for Shelley Duvall, it works for, for the Black Heart Collective. And the Black Heart Collective. But like we self Shelley. It's not like yeah, someone to us. Okay, like, okay. We are both Stanley Kubrick and Shelley Duvall simultaneously. <laughs> that's it's, how you have to do it. It's self harm then. Okay. Yes. Well, that's a really intense way to word it. That's true. <laughs> It's all about framing. <laughs> True. 
<clears throat> so <laughs> yeah, um, oh, let me think. So I, I don't know. There's a lot of things I could think of, but one is very distinct to where I grew up, which was in central Florida. Um, there was a, a large scale shared experience among children growing up in central Florida around when I did which was the annual batch of Halloween Horror Nights uh, commercials, which is like the big haunt event um, for anyone who is unaware what HHN is. And uh, some of those commercials are, are very, very frightening and directed by like Dean Carr, director of Marilyn Manson uh, music videos. And so they're, they're very intense for like public daytime television, you know, kind of deal. Um and there's one in particular where one of their icon characters electrocutes someone in a bathtub. Um, and it was just it, it very, very, very seared into my mind as a child. I had many nightmares about Halloween Horror Nights and said I would never go ever in my life. And then I worked there for three years. But, you know, <laughs> things wow. change. But probably the first thing I can remember being truly afraid of was watching any channel other than like Disney Channel during October. Man, I'm gonna electrocute you in a bathtub for your birthday, Mel. I would love that. That's literally the goal. Wow. Well, that's the funny thing is, like, the characters that scared me so much in those commercials ended up being like the reason I worked at that event as an adult. Just the weird cyclical way that horror inspires people. But it really fucked me up as a little kid. I couldn't even eat at Burger King, bro, because they had like Halloween. (laughs) Like, no. I absolutely chicken fries not worth it. <laughs> the director or the caretaker or Jack the Clown when you're like six years old. Damn. So, anyways, <clears throat> that's my bet. I love that. I love it. It's enticing. Now, what do you guys, want- what do you guys feel like you use like as inspiration for immersive horror? Like, is it all like horror media kind of stuff? Is it like stuff in real life? Both, oh, both, All? yeah. I mean, like anybody who's done a Blackheart show, I think they can, they immediately will be like, "Oh, those guys love certain movies." Because I mean, we pay all, you know, pay honor to a ton of films and, and a lot of the things we do. But then we also mine. Um, I'm not like necessarily a true crime buff, but there are like several true crime stories that always like kind of haunted me that stuck with me, mm-hmm. and so a lot of that stuff ends up seeping into the the work we do, which Ooh. is. A lot about abuse. I mean, we talk about trauma and abuse. Like, that's kind of our whole bag. We say fuck a ton and <laughs> talk about trauma a lot. Fucking trauma. Mm-hmm. Fucking trauma, yeah. you know. So, it's, yeah, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely a lot of both. And I personally, I pull a lot of, like, I don't know, I've conceptualized entire shows based on single moments in physical haunted attractions that affected mm-hmm. me. But that, that's another, I think, big source um, for a lot of what we do is just the, the feeling of being in a real, you know, a haunted house. And I don't necessarily mean with ghosts, but like with actors and the, the adrenaline of an attraction. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that too. Yeah. And then just trauma. Trauma. Yeah. Just yeah, buckets full of trauma, but yeah. <laughs> and, and yeah. Like, I mean, for like the current, you know, like the current project we're working on for the haunted house, like, and I think that's what kind of makes that one kind of neat is because Mel's has a, a deep background in scare acting. Um, and even though our haunted house is not what you would consider a typical haunted attraction, I think it still shares a ton of features of things like the haunted mansion and then what you would see in mansion style haunted houses. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. And I would say um, a haunted house as well is more inspired by our love of horror media than 
anything else we've worked on before. Yeah. I was going to ask if haunted houses is like your (laughs) subgenre. Yeah. It feels like it anymore. Um, One of them. (laughs) Yeah. One of them. Although I was just saying it, I was like, I still want to do haunted house in space. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Hell yeah. I will jump the conversation i mean that's hilarious you say that because then sigourney weaver was just in cabin in the woods i know like Mm -hmm. the alien oh my god all meant to be it can be done event horizon hello yeah it could happen oh event that's that's the one me and mel's when we've talked haunted house in space okay that one's definitely yeah yeah we're like horizon but re 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 readapted i don't know yeah yeah inspired mm-hmm. by and then warped beyond recognition that's mm-hmm. kind of what we do with a lot of stuff i'd say mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i love that and like and like for instance when we were beta testing um the haunted house before it was the haunted house it was a something else um and then we beta tested it for a really like i don't know like five hours a night for like a month or something like that every night with the same group and there we i mean we straight up had a night that was just straight up suspiria night where every song we dropped was a goblin track and we like did sequences from suspiria in the beta yeah. test because that movie slaps bro yeah it does yeah and that soundtrack's mm-hmm. one of the best so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's definitely a lot of goblin influence in the haunted house soundtrack which my yeah. husband composed and performed um he's he's a big goblin fan does a lot of music like so yeah big Big inspo right there, Suspiria. Definitely a shared one between us both. Well, speaking of God. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's me, Margaret. Are speaking you there? Speaking of Sigourney <laughs> Weaver God. Um, oh, I was just saying how much I wanted to step on. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we have Cabin in the Woods as our first movie, I think. I think we're going to do that as our first movie, Ariel. What do you think? Yeah, it seems good to me. Have you guys seen Cabin in the Woods? before this i have to imagine you have I, oh yeah. yeah this is one i've watched a, many times many times yeah, i've yeah. fallen asleep to it probably hundreds of mm. times. <laughs> mm-hmm. does it feel like comfortable to you as like a as like this is what immersive horror kind of is like it it 100 reminds me of me and mel's and allison on our conference calls when they mm. cut away to those scenes i mean it is literally <laughs> what, it's literally what we're doing especially in the haunted house because so much of it is modular yeah um, in terms of the way oh, we can drop a set piece out mm. you know what i mean and mm-hmm. so it, it really is and and there, we have a lot of those same jokes <laughs> Oh, well, yeah, <laughs> a mm-hmm. lot. And it's a very real thing to trivialize heavy things happening in front of you. Um, <laughs> yeah. It, it helps, you know, like, <laughs> just a little, <laughs> you know, something yeah. com- comforting. And um, I don't, we've never placed monetary bets on anything before. We've talked about it, but we've we never have talked about it. But we, yeah, we do joke who's going to be the first person to X, Y, or Z all the yeah. time. Like anything, mm. anything. Also, once we get our full audience lists, mm. um, it becomes very much because, like, between Josh and I, we have catered to the majority of people who dabble in remote immersive horror experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, not a tremendously massive, vast community, and a lot of people like to come back and do things multiple times. Um, so it becomes this like probably pretty unnerving theory crafting as to like oh well this person was an x y and z and they did this which means they're going to do this and the this and this and it's never yeah. but it is conversations that we have and that's yeah it reminds me a lot of of what they were talking about in 
because we also sort of precast people in our heads <laughs> into these <laughs> kind of, like mm-hmm. this is the kind of archetype I bet this person will be. But interestingly enough, more often than not, people subvert those expectations. So. Yeah, that's why it's because you didn't pump drugs into them or whatever they were doing in this movie. We didn't have the pheromone mist. Yeah, right. you don't have. Yeah, exactly. You don't have the. You don't um, have the technology for that. You don't yet. Have, yeah, you don't have the full simulation at your disposal. <laughs> Um, which this movie does. Um, Cabin in the Woods from 2012, directed by Drew Goddard and written by Goddard and Joss Whedon. Um, five college friends go to a cabin for the weekend to party and find themselves being toyed with by forces they don't yet understand. We're looking for, uh, what's it called? Tillerman Road. Not to get you there. Getting back. That's your concern. Oh, this is awesome. Whoa, no way. The lambs have passed to the gate. They are come to the killing floor. Get this party started! I seriously believe something weird is going on. Stay together. This isn't right. We should split up. Yeah, good idea. Really? We gotta get out of here. Somebody sent those things here to get us. You're missing the point. They want to see us punished. So we have a Joss Whedon, I think, entering Not Your Final Girl for the first time, which we is... Talk, we talk about Joss Whedon a lot because um, I don't like the man, but I do love <laughs> I do love Cabin in the Woods. <laughs> I, like, this being Joss Whedon, like, I, I had avoided watching this. This is my first watch um, yeah. for this episode. And, um, and partially, I was also, I'm going to say, off the bat, intrigued because I took one of those, like, really long which fictional character are you quizzes, and mm-hmm. I got Marty from this movie and i was like i don't know who that is and (laughs) but everybody started telling me that it was true so then um i had to watch it oh no i lost my train of thought i am you're talking about how joss whedon sucks i am like this thank you we're often talking about that it's true um yeah i was kind of like oh god like i i don't want to watch something that is like this um joss whedon-y but um, I have to say, getting into it for the first few minutes, I wrote in my notes, you know what? Fuck everyone. I love this quippy ass dialogue. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was right back to like Buffy days or whatever. I was happy. Yeah. I was well, willing to forgive. I was willing to forgive that part of the Joss Whedon-ness of this movie for sure. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it, it reads too like insufferably whedon if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um especially now i haven't so i have seen it quite a few times but i haven't seen it in at least six years at this point mm-hmm. it's it's a, it, i saw it a bunch closer to when it came out and um i was surprised at kind of how well it has aged mm-hmm. um, 
mm-hmm. a lot, a lot better than I anticipated. It's not like it's that old by any means. I love many, many things way, way, way older than this movie, but it, mm-hmm. um, it reads really well. And it's sort of, I was thinking about this, like right before we got on the call tonight, it's like the, the, the picture child. It's the perfect example of the sort of capitalistic fear horror of the, the 2000s through the 2010s that I think dominated and like a lot of that like industrialized energy and imagery being used in horror movies that you saw a lot in that time frame this is like the prime example of that yeah and And it's definitely reacting to lots of like early aughts um horror movies Mm -hmm. yeah and the tropes from them it it does make me wish that like the movie had been made by somebody like uh Ty West or um any of like the mumblecore directors yes. from the same time frame. Mm-hmm. So I would have rather watched that movie than what we got because it is a slick Hollywood movie. Like it's super slick. Um yeah. for a horror movie especially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and it, yeah, it's strange. I, I don't know. I, I like at first I, I had to really think about that. Okay, so I do believe Joss Whedon sucks. I didn't always know he sucks, so I have a, quite a breadth of knowledge of his work. Mm-hmm. And so with the one that gets me, and this is such a silly one, this movie is completely linked to the television show Dollhouse to me in such a severe way that I can't hmm. separate it. Well, um, because you watch them around uh, the same time, or because um, because there are this like major links between the shows. Yes. Yeah, oh, like, and casting links. even in casting and in concept the mm-hmm. set or yeah like um yeah there's some things about that movie if you look at even some of the sets that are used in mm-hmm. cabin in the woods are partial sets from dollhouse so it's very strange oh my um, wait what are the i want to know because i i too like this was actually my first foray into joss whedon was cabin in the woods i came to joss whedon very late and then i mm-hmm. quickly exited um but you, like turned a total you did like a 360 well because like, i was a, I was obsessed with this movie when it came out. Like I was obsessed. I I went with a friend and we talked for like two hours after the movie was out just about the movie. So we were clearly like tripping out over it. But anyways, then I watched everything that he had ever done. And um, I actually really liked Dollhouse because I feel like Dollhouse is such a critique of like Hollywood. And so, um, but I also feel like it it was a pretty subtle critique. And I think a lot of people didn't like Dollhouse because they didn't really... um, I mean, which is fair. I just, I, th- I think they didn't really see that critique there. And they're like, this is stupid. So I'm like, that's fair. But also like I did. So what are the, what are the sets that are, I want to know. So there is a staircase that's used in Cabin in the Woods. Okay. It's used in Buffy and it's also used in Dollhouse. Okay. Or not Buffy and uh, Angel. Okay. Sorry, an Angel. And so I, I'll tell you, what, I'll take a screenshot of it and I'll send it to you. Yeah. I want to know. <laughs> like, God, I love this it's shit. It's the same staircase. Um, Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Well, and this really reminded me of um, uh, this. Also, super reminded me of Buffy with the, with the initiative, and also mm-hmm. Wolfram and Hart, right? With mm-hmm. Angel, so like yeah. that that shadow organization is mm-hmm. like such a Whedon thing. Oh yeah, and like mm-hmm. in like not to get too Whedon verse on this, but you can like link that the basement from the end of the of Cabin in the Woods directly to there's a specific episode of Buffy or Angel where they <sighs> go to that place. And there are special agents and stuff outside. Anyways, sorry, I've watched way too much of this. <laughs> <laughs> no, this no, is just prime kidding. knowledge. Yeah, that's but crazy. also fuck Joss Whedon. So. Hell yeah, yeah. Also, fuck Joss Whedon. Not the first I mean, time we've said it on the show. Won't be the last. Love to right. say it. Yeah, I guess I should say like I um this movie felt to me 
like it was so much fun to watch. I was mm-hmm. really impressed with like, yeah, just I mean, I guess I shouldn't be like surprised that it was like this, but like, yeah, the dialogue is all really fun. It's super funny and like the characters are like genuinely, you know, kind of feel for them and like them, which is I mean, in the kind of horror movie that it's like that this is I think responding to, that's often not true at all. They're just kind of asshole college kids and they're very badly written so Mm -hmm. like very shallow characters but so like it definitely feels like it's kind of talking i mean it's it's super like meta with the horror genre in general but this is what joss whedon said it's a serious critique of what we love and what we don't about horror movies i love being scared i love that mixture of thrill of horror that objectification slash identification thing of wanting definitely for the people to be all right but at the same time hoping they'll go somewhere dark and face something awful the things i don't like are kids acting like idiots the devolution of horror movie into torture porn and into a long series of sadistic comeuppances drew and i both felt that the pendulum had swung a little too far in that direction this quote was interesting because it was going, it like went further than I thought there was any intention to in the movie, like than I actually got from it. Like the comment about torture porn, like where was that in this movie? Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't see that at all. Yeah, I didn't feel like it did anything. Like that's kind of we talked about funny games not very long ago, and I love that movie. Yeah, <laughs> and I really loved watching Funny Games, but hearing what the director like had to say about it, like, he was like, "I was saying that you should not like that violence in movies is bad." Oh, yeah. and it was like, yeah. "Okay, but, but I, like that's you, not what you, you did with it. this." I no, I totally agree with that, and like I, I don't know with with Cabin in the Woods, it's one of those. I, I feel like there's a lot loftier ideas behind, like in execution. I still think it's really smart. I think it's a mm-hmm. clever story. I think it's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I am perfectly willing to suspend my disbelief to the extent that that universe asks me to, mm-hmm. which is, which is pretty good. And I even like, I sympathize with, you know, the guys in the control room, like a lot. I, and even though they're trying to kill essentially our protagonists, but you're like, Oh, it's for the greater good. You know, mm-hmm. I like stuff. um, but like, where was I going with this? I also now just lost my train of thought. No. <laughs> uh, very definite place I was going. Oh, well, I just listed a bunch God of things. Damn it. I do like the movie, though, is what I guess what I'm getting at. Like, I like it a ton. Um, well, and I think it holds up super well. It's just like it doesn't actually do anything that deep. Well, no. I fi- that's a funny. OK, the funny thing is, though, I feel like it, you can read it very deep. I never would have took it the fuck torture porn route. But like what my friend and I like talked for like several hours after this fucking movie. Yes, I'm about, so curious about this. Well, like and this is just I'm going to sound like a fucking nerd. And it's probably not <laughs> even there. It's clearly not there because Joss Whedon didn't talk about this. So this is not what the movie is about. But this is how we were reading it is um, it feels like a critique of just like kind. it's kind of a like looking at the relationship between art and an audience. And so looking at what an audience so the audience is god if you read it like this mm-hmm. and looking at um how there's there's a uh, sea changes in art right um that sometimes coincide with decades or coincide with different things and and so so this movie is making fun of a lot of the trends but it also is showing um that these trends are failing um, are failing us and we're, we're, we're shedding our skin. Right. And we're moving on to like the next iteration of horror. So that's, that's how I took it. 
So it's really funny that he would make fun of, he would be like, torture porn actually sucks. Like, I don't feel like this film says that at all. No. Okay, so this is so funny. And you're, you're absolutely right that that's like, it's like a a cultural reset. Mm -hmm. This was like a, you know, one of those that everybody was like, oh, the slasher is like, we're changing the slasher. Mm -hmm. Um, And this movie did, I think, kind of kick it off because, yeah, totally separate, uh, like, once you get into like 2013, 2014, it's like a different era of slashers for sure so yeah um like this like kind of i I took this to be kind of roasting like wrong turn um i love that movie yeah (laughs) wrong turn is is great see but also this movie's totally roasting it do you see because this is a throwback because we have also talked about wrong turn and the scene in Wrong Turn where they're, like, going around the house and, like, picking up objects and shit. Like, don't you feel like Cabin mm. in the Woods is completely, like, it? it's paying homage to that moment? Oh, yeah. I'm, okay. Yeah, because yeah. I was like, this feels like Wrong Turn. And, yeah, okay, good. I just, I was like, am I crazy or is this correct? Okay, yes. great. So the Validated. movie's, like, homage and satire at the same time. Yes. And I think that's what makes it, because, like, yeah, I, I don't think I've ever looked for too deep of a meaning of this movie. I go, hmm, they're doing what Scream did, you know, X years ago. <laughs> yeah. And here are the tropes. Let's do it. Like, and I'm like, all right, I can celebrate that. So is this yeah. a celebration? I mean, so maybe that's what he means by fuck torture porn. Is he was like, here's a celebration of many great things. Because, I mean, like so many sequences in that movie over and over again. You're like, I've seen this. I've seen this. I've seen this. <laughs> yeah. But in the good way, not in the new Matrix oh, yeah. way. It's in exciting. the new Spider-Man way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's exciting. You get hype when they're going through in the little fucking cubes and seeing all these like very obvious references to famous mm-hmm. horror movies. It doesn't feel cheap. It feels self-referential. And um I do appreciate I do appreciate that a lot. Yeah. Yeah, like them buzzing <laughs> past like discount pinhead. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's Lord Fornicus or something. <laughs> By the way, it's amazing. It's like Fornicus Lord of Pain, I think is what it is. Yeah, fun fact. Wow, I love that. That's a... Yeah, and it's like generally like really well written and enjoyable just like on a baseline like slasher basis, which like for trying to like tear apart the slasher, like it's kind of saying like this kind of slasher, like if you write it well, can be really good. I was actually, I was pretty impressed with the characters in this, like all of them feel like very real. The stoner yeah, even... goes almost too cartoonish, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, just a smidge. I don't know, man. That like... bong. That bong. Come on. In the I beginning. don't know. <laughs> the coffee cup You're just jealous. Cool. I am jealous. Yeah, well, Everybody, I do. I'm going to put it on my Amazon wish list. Well, the yeah, prototype also... is $5,000, so what the you better start saving on right this now. World? <laughs> you know, the the... What I was actually thinking about was that uh, this dude, like, first of all, I wrote it. I was like taking notes on this, right? And I'm like, okay, this guy's apparently me. And uh, mm-hmm. I was like, he went down fucking second. Wow. Like, I suck. And then, like, later I was like, oh, this is doing something totally different than I thought it was doing. And then, like, they kind of make him into, he, like, steals the final girl's thunder. And I was like, I don't know what to make of this. I don't know what I think about that. I, that's actually something Eli and I were talking about as it was happening. See, I don't think he steals it. I think it's a it's a unique moment where like the the final girl light is shined on some homies. That's fair. Um, and I also feel like I don't it's see subject- that that often. I thought maybe you could also say 
that there's something to be said for like she's always like alone in the end and she's not mm-hmm. like she even though like the mm-hmm. world is ending she's like there with a friend like that is nice yeah, yeah i think really really quite lovely about that we Eli and i were talking about how there's not enough like just friendship in horror <laughs> you see just so many everything being motivated by a, a romantic sexual or violent interaction and like where are the homies yeah yeah like, where, where they're just bugs yeah just well, a couple of then, at the end of the kind world. of um yeah that's true they are like little little stars in the sky in the far distant sky Aww. yeah Ooh. Ooh. yes <laughs> the homies yeah but yeah um it's because uh, in this kind of slasher, her best friend always dies first. It's true. Yeah. But they fucked it up. They fucked it up. Yep. And that's why they get to be together. Yeah. Yeah. Also, like, the ending, um, like, rampage of the facility was really satisfying. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's always exciting seeing, like, a, a white corporate environment get fucking decimated. Hell, Yeah. Yeah, um, exactly. Maybe this is what he meant by the torture porn that there's like wholesale slaughter at the end. But I, guess. I don't think it's so I don't feel think like torture porn knows what torture porn is. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. I wanna know. I think maybe he just doesn't even understand. He like yeah. saw a saw movie and was like I mean well, that's, what I, that's what he does, right? Sorry, go ahead. Well I was no, just gonna, I was, yeah, you got I was just gonna say, so let's just say it right now, Joss Whedon, if you're listening. <laughs> Slide into my DMs and we're gonna watch August Underground, bro. That's right. So yeah. open invitation. Sorry. Get ready. I was just... Get ready to learn. Um, I was gonna say this this made me think of another very similar movie, but directed by someone associated with the fucking torture porn subgenre, which is uh, Cabin Fever. Oh yeah, Cabin Fever is another one of the like early aughts. Yeah, and like also just throwing it out there, I didn't see Cabin Fever for the first time until this year, and I oh. absolutely, I fucking loved it. Oh my my God, husband, I fucking love Cabin Fever, guys. I watched Cabin Fever last week in preparation for this episode on Amazon. <laughs> incredible! That's incredible! Wow, um, I think they're super related, and I, I find it interesting that like. I kind of feel like that does what Cabin in the Woods is trying to do, maybe even better. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, is yeah, this I like, agree. Hard agree. Yeah. This is mm-hmm. that was like much older than this. Maybe this is a uh, Yeah, this is maybe this is like Joss Whedon telling Eli Roth to fuck himself or something. He's maybe like, "Fuck that's you with your torture porn." <laughs> maybe that's what it is. Shit. Ooh, wow, it's a, it's like a diss track to Eli Roth. I <laughs> want that it. to be the truth. <laughs> Holy shit. We're cracking the case. Wow. All right. Become a conspiracy podcast. <laughs> yeah. Eli Roth, get in touch. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. I'm taking Eli Roth's side. That guy seems kind of cool. Yeah. He oh, seems yeah. pretty rad to me. I haven't. You, uh, you got to watch Transformers with him, my pals. <laughs> I've just was... never heard of him, like, sexually harassing anyone or or being, like, awful and abusive to his actors, so... True. Yes. Joss Whedon. Joss Whedon's gonna tell me that I watch too much torture porn or whatever. Well, this is it- what that motherfucker does because that's what he did with Buffy when he was like, he has some quote about Buffy that like 
always makes me see red. It makes me so mad where he's like, well, guess what? We did this fun turn where it's the blonde girl that suddenly gets to kick ass. I'm like, motherfucker, like that shit's been done. Like you came into the scene and it was already happening. Like, have you, you not seen a fucking our horror house. movie? Yeah, you came into our house. Don't do it. I love Buffy, but also fuck Joss Whedon. So there you yeah. go. It's complicated when you love someone, but they when they when you love someone's stuff that they make, but they're shit. But then just steal their shit. Just steal their shit. That's mm-hmm. the moral of the story. Yeah. Writing. I'm gonna be writing um, Cabin in the Woods fan fiction. Wow, do that would be great. Actually, do that. That's oh, that was another thing that came up um, when we were watching it tonight. Um, oh my god, the SCP. The way that this. Oh. Inf- scp and all the imagery associated mm-hmm. like oh my god every scp thing i mean i'm not a huge fan by any means but i am in fact an internet person i don't know i've been living yeah. in the metaverse for like 15 years yeah. and <laughs> i'm aware of it and i know what all that shit looks like and i see it on tiktok and i'm like whoa this is all just cabin in the woods isn't it yeah <laughs> <laughs> wow happened in the woods it is oh shit that gets into like world's fair territory at that point yeah i was oh, actually man. just about to transition because if you live in the computer um this movie's probably for you um, so we're all going to the world's fair written and directed by jane Shobrin. um casey an isolated and extremely online teenager films herself taking the world's fair challenge and finds herself involved in a role-playing game she may or may not understand hey guys casey here welcome to my channel today i'm going to be taking the world's fair challenge so you want to join the internet's scariest online horror game We can't be held responsible for what you become. All you have to do to get started is take the challenge. I don't know what to expect. I want to go to the World's Fair. I want to go to the World's Fair. I want to go to the World's Fair. This is for serious players only. I hope that you're ready to get scared together. I was like watching myself on a TV all the way across the room. They're getting closer. I think I'm turning into something terrible. I'm inside the video through the computer. It's gotten worse. I need to figure out what's going on. I can feel the forces of the fair pulling you in closer. I see you there, even if you won't show your face. I swear, someday soon, I am just gonna disappear. And you won't have any idea what happened to me. I'm so excited to watch this one. Ariel saw it at a film festival, uh, what, a few months ago? fest and you know because it's like really not out yet um i felt much like the protagonist like extremely alone in my experiences 
And I was like, oh my God, I, I really want to talk about this with someone. And it was also like such a weird movie because I was like, how does anyone else feel about this movie? Because this feels like I very much relate to the just like weirdness and the experience of this movie. And I was like, so not only has no one seen it, but also like when people see it, the odds are they won't relate to it. So I'm really happy we're all talking about it because I I think I I think we all relate to it. So yeah, we're we've have a gathered the tribe to talk yes. about this movie. Yes, I'm ready. Oh, yeah. No, well, I just want to throw out first and foremost that when you sent the title of this, Ariel, is what we were going to, one of the things we'd be watching, I immediately perked up because I'm a, I'm a big fan of, like, the history of the World's Fair, mm-hmm. like, the, 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 I have to have the 1964 World's Fair. Yeah. Um, so, like, that's something that's a huge, huge passion for me. Oh, my <laughs> God. So I'm like, I'm like the world's fair. Are we going to be watching like a documentary? <laughs> and I, look at, I mean, and that, you know, that's just my, my dumb, my dumb Disney brain, like <laughs> Ooh, world's fair. And I look it up and I'm like, oh, this still sounds really cool. And I found it very shocking how at first I saw the title and I'm like, oh, I'm going to relate to this for one reason. And then I saw the movie and I ended up relating to it for a wildly different one. But the title link is still, I mean, very relevant. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I love that. That's yeah. amazing. I, I, I'm shocked to even see that there was a one shot in the movie, a single, like maybe 10, 15 frames of, it was a present day shot of the Unisphere in Queens, New York from the <laughs> World's Fair. It was the only reference to the real thing. <laughs> yeah, I know that. I love that you know that. Like, you're so deep in it. You're like, yes. Oh, you have no fucking clue. No, it's I don't. Really, um, you don't. It's super cringe. But anyways... <laughs> I find it really interesting that the, like, cause the, I mean, it, I, nobody talks about the world's fair anymore, but for right. many, and that's the reason we have the fucking Eiffel tower bros. It's the reason that it's small world song exists. Like oh, there so many things that the world's fair invented that we don't even give it credit for. Um, but more than anything, it was this over glorified uh, idea of like world unity and, and connectedness and it, it was sort of like the concept of the internet before the internet existed um bum, bum. Bum, bum. Wow. i don't know so I, I thought that was interesting that like this whole world's fair thing that any of that has come about um mm-hmm. with that name because it feels i don't know where technically world's fair still exists but not like they used to be now it's it's like a tech fair it's fucking garbage is what it is though mm-hmm. so, it's like <laughs> It's not, it's not this weird, like, celebration of creativity and innovation that it used to be. It's that that idea has been turned into, like, a horror game. So that's my worst fear. I'll talk. I've talked too long. No, you haven't. You've schooled us all. I feel like I've learned something. Yeah, so. holy shit. Yeah. It's, like, adds a whole new dimension to it. It does, honestly. Yeah. I didn't even think about, like, why it was called that. Yeah. And, I mean, I kind of wondered. I was like, this is really fucking, like, random. I don't know where it's coming from. And now I feel like... I don't know if the filmmaker, if that's the the thing they wanted to do, but like it works perfectly. It totally does. And I'm going to be honest. I'm not fully aware. Is the World's Fair, cha- is that like a real challenge or is it something no. invented? I think it's just for it's, this movie. It's just made for the movie. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Because there, I mean, there is so much shit like that. I, I Yeah, you're right. That. I'm pretty in tune with things, but I cannot keep up with what's even real and what's not. But either way, um, if that was an intentional choice by the filmmakers and then i think it was a very very intentional one because mm-hmm, um, i just think i think there's a lot of weight and the fact that there is a single shot at all referencing the real world's fair or any of them is like yeah pretty cool that's awesome. pretty fucking awesome so yeah so I just want someone else talk about it <laughs> oh my god <laughs> 
Um, I don't think I've ever seen a depiction of like what it's like to be on YouTube specifically, like looking at scary shit. As there, like, I don't think I've seen one that's so like true to life as this one. Where, yeah, like, I just some of the well, first of all, like, some of them that she's watching are like real, like, mm-hmm. actual, like, YouTubers and. Um, at one point, she's watching an ASMR video that's like an actual ASMR channel. I think they just like got permission to use one of her videos. That was one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Oh, yeah. it's so good, especially like that scene because, like, first of all, I don't know. I think you have a wildly different experience of the scene, um, depending on whether you love or hate ASMR. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people are like really upset by it. <laughs> <laughs> I really like it. So it like lulled me into complacency and then like it, it like reloads to this fucking scary video. Um that feels like so that, that feels like such like the like knife's edge of being on like a weird YouTube place where it might be like funny <laughs> or like nice or it might be creepy and horrifying. Yeah, yeah it was, it was so... you go. You go. go. No, you go. Okay, well, I was just going to say that it was a weird scene because so much of this movie, like, is unnerving and menacing, but also, like, that, I was noticing, like, the music this time around, like, when that comes up, because it's, like, not really played that way at all. Like, if you saw that video in any other context, you'd be like, wow, it's fucking creepy. But, like, it's kind of this moment where she's like, oh, shit, like, someone sees me. Like, someone's connecting with me. And it's, like, this, like, uplifting kind of... Which is such a weird play on that. I mean, it's not weird if you've done anything online, right? Like, that's that's a thing that, that feels very relatable. But if you're watching this, I don't know. Like, I, I saw a lot of people get mad. I'm sure we'll talk about this. But some people watched it for Chat Film Fest. And they got mad at the, like, relationship between um, Casey and, uh, what is it, JLB? Mm-hmm. Because they're like, well, that's inappropriate. Like, it's an older, you know, it's an older guy. And... And I'm like, no, I, that's not what this movie is about. Like, if that's how you're going to read this movie, like, don't watch it. That isn't what this movie is to, about at all. If, if you, I think that might mean you have Tumblr brain. Maybe that's what it is. Look if at you the have, movie and think that. Yeah, it, well, yeah. But so I get it checked out. <laughs> I, I just want to throw out that the ambiguity of their relationship. I, I mean, to me, was like a huge part of the draw for all yes. of it. Kept the tension mm-hmm. going because yes. my thought when I saw him is, oh my god you know, this is going to turn into a story about grooming mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. where my head went. And I was like, oh, that's dark. Like, I, I yeah. kind of like that, like finger thing. And I'm like, ooh, that's evil. Um, <laughs> and then as it went on, the fact that it stayed so ambiguous mm-hmm. and on top of everything, you know, Josh, I'm sure you agree. It is very easy to be in the situation of creating online art and to have your relationship be misunderstood. Mm. That oh, is yeah. like mm-hmm. the realest, realest fucking thing. I never fathomed mm-hmm. there was a movie that would touch on that type of complex relationship. I didn't yeah. think it when yeah, when we both finished watching this movie last night, me and Mel's had one of the most serious conversations that we've had in a long time. <laughs> like yeah. wow. like directly afterwards, we we're like, hey, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So this kind of like I'm thinking Cabin in the Woods like is recognizable, it seems like, for its like handling of the mechanics of doing immersive horror. And this seems like it's more um reflective of the emotional conflicts and like that oh, kind of side yeah. of things. 
I would also say cabin. I worked in an escape room for like three years back when mm. I lived in Florida. And I would say cabin in the woods almost reflects more like the escape room vibe of, oh, yeah. of the cameras and the buttons and the hidden mics. Like that's yeah. literally fucking doing, um, which is also a much more mainstream consumer kind of thing. for just targeting in on the extremely niche genre, even niche among kids of, of these types of ARGs. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. wow. That flows together so well. Wow. I was I was coming into this thinking like these movies do not actually have that much like thematically in common and they don't. But they like this like binds them together so well. Sorry, it's get really excited about fulfilled themes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad because I was like. I picked this and I'm like, I hope you guys think it's good (laughs) as a feature because I feel like it's chaotic and insane. So thank you. I loved this movie so much. And yeah, like you're right that I didn't even really like see it from that because like I was I I feel like since you ever like when you come across like the guy, um, Mm -hmm. his character like was really relatable to me because I mean hers too. But his because like I feel like I've made so many like kind of online friends and like people who are really messed up that you like kind of see as you like get closer to them. And sometimes you find yourself in the position of being like, I don't really know you, but I'm super worried about you and your life. I've, I have I don't know. Maybe that's like me maturing um, that I like relate more with the adult <laughs> in this movie in some ways. But yeah, I see how like it. um it definitely feels like it might be about to head somewhere very bad. Yeah. And uh, people in his position get accused of doing bad things. That's a real mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Whether he did. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, yeah. Well, lots of them do. I'm sure. Um, lots big, of people do. Big true. Big true. Most people get yeah. you know, weeded out of our, our communities super, super fast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But do you have like how often do you have problems with people like acting inappropriately? Uh, well, from the participants or audience? <laughs> I mean, uh, sorry, audience or staff? Oh, um, uh, staff, I don't staff, know. Uh, yeah, I guess any in any anything way. you want to talk about. I was thinking about. more participants, but um, staff next to never. Um, yeah. There are individuals who, due to the nature of what we do, um, especially the shows that we used to produce, were very heavily emotional shows. Um, and so the misinterpretation and they were rather the inability to draw the line between reality and, um, and, and fiction were difficult for, are difficult for people, Mm. um, at times. And it just, it requires a huge ironclad set of boundaries on our side that we set, you know, to make sure that doesn't happen. But it has, you know, like, because of things like that, we've had, had to adjust the things that we do, you know, and, and how we do things. And oversight, transparency is huge for us. So, like, you know, um, yeah, wow, that got really serious really fast. Yeah, that uh, oh, uh, no, nothing got me more. It was when the camera panned up on his screen and it was all the notes about her. Um, yes. Like, I'm like, oh, I've, I've, I've been <laughs> that person. Like, literally, I have a printed out, you can hear the paper, a spreadsheet from last week's haunted house right here. <laughs> Um, full of notes, you know, like, and I was just like, Woo. yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think maybe part of the reason why I implicitly trusted that this guy wasn't being inappropriate with her is that he looks like he's in agony every time he's like looking at her. Like he looks like he's being like, Oh God, I did not yeah. bargain for this. And so st- Stupidly the whole time I was watching it, I was sure it was, I don't know if you guys remember who this person is, but I thought it was Rob Schraub, um, the oh. guy who would, I, I was sure that's who it was, and I was like, no, it's not, it's not. And then I had to go look it up afterwards, and I was like, nope. But he looks like Rob Schraub from... Yeah, yeah, he yeah. does. 
And uh, I, I think the biggest thing to say, I got to say about this movie, though, is that um, Anna Cobb is Casey is fucking amazing. <laughs> she was so good. Uh, it's hard oh. to carry a movie all on your own. And she does it. She yes. does it. Yeah, there's like next to no cat in this film, which is just like a personal movie plus for me. I love that. I, I love when actors just get to act. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah. thing. And yeah, she was so good. And, you know, I love I love to call every every young actor these days like, oh, look, it's straight- <laughs> oh, look, yeah. it's this it's new Stranger Things, which, you know, no tea, no shade. She's yeah. absolutely. Thing, but I'm always going to call every young person new Stranger yeah. Things. So welcome, welcome in your film debut, new Stranger Things. Yeah, yeah. You, you killed it, Anna Cobb. I know you're listening. <sighs> Joss Whedon might be. Get further away from Joss Whedon. Get further away. Don't take any jobs from Joss Whedon. Literally, yeah. We um as as we've done this podcast, I've learned that sometimes people involved in the movies we talk about are listening, oh. and I get scared. Yes. And I, yeah. That. I think you're amazing. Yes. Hey, let's all go to, or, or we're all going to the World's Fair. Excuse me. I keep getting, my ringtone is let's all go to the lobby. So, like, <laughs> oh my God. Amazing. <laughs> let's all go to the World's Fair. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I loved, I, so I, another movie that I feel like this could easily be unfairly compared to is Unfriended, which, mm, um, yeah. I do not care for. I've, I have a feeling quite <laughs> people in you know this what? room. Love Ariel that loves that kind Listen, of shit. Unironically, fucking love it. Unfriended mm-hmm. Dark Web is actually Ooh. amazing. Um, yeah, Dark Web's great, it, yeah. It is, actually. That one's mm-hmm. a little immersive horror, Here. too, in some ways. <clears throat> I think one of, for, directly from, so I'm quoting you, Mel's, from, so me and Mel's, we messaged through this entire movie last night while we watched it. Yeah. And I think that this is remarkable, because even though Unfriended, it, it, those I think those movies are good, but making a movie about the internet that is not cringe is hard yes. to do. And this movie's not cringe. No. And, it, and in the moment, it is cringe. It is meant to be. And let's that dance sequence is amazing. That's exactly yeah. what I was thinking of. I was like, that's cringe, but on in a way that's intentional, right? Yeah, like, I also like didn't even feel cringe for her mm-mm. in the moment. I felt like it she seemed was earnest. Vibing. Yeah, yeah. It was very earnest. The laughs were great. Like you could tell that that act that actor had a great time filming that role and to yes. be able to break into that screen am i allowed sorry i'm spoiling it you know and then godzilla showed up um <laughs> to break into that screen no. and go right back to the dance that's Ooh. not easy to do man that that's chilling. just not that's simply not easy and she just nails it yeah it's no, very it, creepy it yeah the the only way in which i would apply cringe to any aspect of that movie is the way that you kind of feel dirty when you see someone be really really vulnerable mm-hmm. um yeah there's like a lot. I kind of felt that through most of the movie. Mm-hmm. At the very, you know, I mean, I I have often I I've had some adventures into like trying to do things with my, <laughs> and it made me think very very much about the extremely voyeuristic nature of uh, and and the very intense parasocial relationships between YouTubers and the people who watch them and TikTokers and the people mm-hmm. who watch them and. uh you know, in in most of those, it's so intentional the way that things are flashed in in such a way to achieve whatever they're looking to achieve. But there's something in we're all going to the World's Fair that that feels so almost compulsory about about what she's doing. Like this is the mm-hmm. only way she can imagine being seen, um, even though you want to see this. And yeah. I like I, th- I found that quite oof. It was good. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, she is like her character is also, I don't know, so familiar to me, like it's kind of a weird, sad teen. And mm-hmm. like the way that it the way that it kind of devolves is very, um, I don't know. Yeah, familiar and feels very true. I, I that. I think this is coming from a, you know, it just, just like how uh, Cabin in the Woods does some very definitive, like, I don't know if there was like the communism horror time frame. This is like the capitalism horror time frame. This is something even different. This, this is the social media horror mm-hmm. time capital movie, I would say more than anything. It, it, it's just interesting. It's just, it's like, it's honestly so goddamn niche mm-hmm. to make a movie this yeah um, even people are aware that horror args are played online the amount of people who have ever actually come into contact with one not by just like listening to it on a creepy youtube channel is really really yeah. quite and so just that there's such a well-made movie about it i don't know I, and, and then then that there's any acknowledgement given like i i was fully preparing when it started like oh it's gonna have like a big supernatural twist you know, you know, the way you just assume every movie is going to be terrible because we're not nice people, um, mm. <laughs> which was I, I also like was waiting halfway for something like magical mm. or something to happen. Yeah. And I was hoping so much it wouldn't. And I, I just think it's so much more profound to, to look at the emotional intensity of like the, the person sort of pushing her through this and the person going through it. And like, why are they even doing it in the first place? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Keep rambling because I really, I really did enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, I I, love this movie, and I, yeah, I watched it twice. I watched it twice. I um, like, I don't know. I was gonna say I'm not sure how much because this movie is super new. Um, I don't know how much we want to spoil it. Um, Um, I am gonna say this made me cry like so hard. Um, no, I mean everything we've said is fine, but um. I was just saying, I want to. I want to talk about the ending, but I don't think I don't know if we can. Yeah, it's it's hard. I mean, like, because I've seen it twice now, and I, I feel like I understood the ending in a different way when I watched it a second time, and it was like it was more painful when I watched it a second time because yeah. I understood it in a different no, way. It hit me like a ton of bricks. <laughs> we can talk about it. We can always edit it out. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, we can talk okay. about it. I'm just. Uh, yeah. I don't know how much we can. Right, right, right. Wink, wink. Just mm-hmm. put, a, put a big spoiler. Yep. Spoiler. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So now it's time. Now it's time for us to be post um, post summary, and we're going to be talking about spoilers. So if you don't want to hear the spoilers, if you still need to watch this movie, then go away mm-hmm. and come back. Mm-hmm. Love you. Bye. <laughs> anyway, yeah. I um realizing that he was just like saying this and i wasn't gonna get you it wasn't gonna give you anything else um Mm. made me very upset especially like just that last scene of her like really falling apart feels so bad Mm -hmm. and like you just and then you go to be with this guy and like i wanted so badly to know what happened and like i still don't (laughs) i um yeah i agree with that and i i i kind of like the ambiguity because there is every i mean he could just be telling the truth could just be a vlog about a real thing that happened maybe but Mm -hmm. i don't know that just is life life ain't that kind you know and it i don't know it was just really sad and also just like 
low-key high key made me think of my long distance internet friend immersive horror person josh <laughs> who like i have met in real life and it is very impactful when you meet people through these online experiences and you can build some really really real mm-hmm. relationships and uh you know oh yeah it's because yeah mel's me and mel yeah we're best friends with each other and yeah we met through an ARG. Yeah. literally ARG. Mm-hmm. like i would just an ARG that josh was starting and i just so happened to show up because of a really clever moment in the instagram algorithm and now we're like fucking writer like this is my homie wow mm-hmm. okay oh, yeah. i didn't actually realize you guys were like straight up like internet homies that's cool oh yeah oh, we live on opposite sides of the country but have mm-hmm. produced like 20 plus shows together in two years wow mm-hmm. and are you in different time zones yeah, yes. I'm, I'm I'm in the yeah, Pacific, and Mel's is in Eastern. That's yep. very that's very challenging. We do a lot of math to hang out. Oh, that's like <laughs> for um the haunted house. Uh, the first run of it, I ran it in Pennsylvania. Me and Mel's ran it together in Pennsylvania. Together. Like I actually traveled to to do it. That's cool. This is like this is what's so um like this movie captures so well um. Something that, like, I mean, it doesn't go into, like, you know, people actually being friends, but just, like, the kind of weird, like, (sighs) ephemeral nature of, like, online connections where, like, Mm -hmm. you send a message out and you don't know, like, what's going to happen. Like, you don't get any reaction. Like, it can be so, it can, like, feel so different. And then, like, yeah, you can be, like, just very close to someone, but also, like, it's just something where you you don't see them. So, like you would never know what happened to them if they just stopped like posting or replying to you or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, for people who are like closer, um, that's not as true. Cause like you can get kind of more intertwined, I guess, but still. yeah, but it is very true. I mean, there's, there's a lot of people who, you know, again, I carry that sort of strange parasocial online relationship, like that weird voyeuristic. I peek into your life some days thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, TikTok being the one that I think of the most distinctly because it is so video related and it's so easy for people to get so personal. Um, but the, yeah, there's quite a few people that I was mutuals with on there for a long time who have disappeared or their accounts got banned for one reason or another. And it, it really makes me sad. I, like, I will never know what happened to them unless I can come up with some way to find a similar account. And that just doesn't always happen. And it's weird because, you know there was a time in human history where someone would have to pack up and move very far or die for that type of break to be able yeah. to have their contact. And now, yeah. I mean, it can be like a couple button clicks. Yeah. yeah. You can just disappear. Um, well, there's like the opposite is true too online, which is also really weird where it's like, if you ever have times where you're like, I'm depressed and I'm like, I don't have shit to post cause I'm depressed and my life's fucked up. And there's like people where you're like, man, I wish I could talk to them and, like be like hey man i'm depressed what's up but you don't actually have that friendship but you have like a good online relationship but you're not like actual friends yet you know what i mean yeah so it's an interesting place to be yeah um, that's, that's actually also, how like, i make friends I, I send strangers messages going hey i'm depressed what are you maybe doing? i gotta do that shit maybe that's <laughs> it, it totally moral. works yeah i can't okay. believe i've never done that to you ariel i now know you <laughs> so it's like shocking that i haven't been like hey man it's okay the, the yeah. night we'll get oh. there Y'all learn real quick that the, <laughs> we're super super toxic. Now we're, oh yeah. so uh, here we go. But like lovably toxic. Yeah, right. Yeah, we're lovably toxic. Yeah, like the like Avenger. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> cool. I, 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 you know, 
I just looked at my notes for this movie and I think this is super important and I, I love it because I know Mel's wrote down the same thing. I just want to <laughs> give huge credits to the writing for just the words dumbass waterfall. Yes. Oh my god, I love that shit. I <laughs> laughed aloud. Like a screenshot of dumbass waterfall. I loved it. I'm like, this is so funny. I'm gonna use this with my husband sometime. I don't know why, but I will use that screenshot. Like <laughs> dumbass <laughs> waterfall. That was like dumbass perfect. Waterfall. Like, that was another thing. I loved the inclusion of the video titles in the upper left-hand corner mm-hmm. of the videos. I liked that a lot. I, it was sort of almost like chapter titles in a book, same kind of vibe. And also, um, I appreciate this. This is just a style thing. But again, I think it's really hard to make a video about the internet that's not cringe. And also, that's yeah. um, not super easy to date. Because like, I look at Unfriended mm-hmm. and all those websites has changed dramatically since yeah they're messaging each other on facebook Um, yeah (laughs) like 80 updates ago Mm i think they were really really smart in world's fair to use iconography that you know exactly what it means but is not necessarily directly tied to a single moment in that Mm -hmm. app's history um the loading symbol being one it wasn't like a specific apple iphone loading symbol or something and then having just like neutral titles in the upper corner not trying to imitate like a youtube homepage with stupid recommendeds or something on every video that she made i don't know Mm -hmm. i just i all that stuff i thought those were really smart style choices not putting a ton of it in vertical which i know would have been easy um mm. and would have technically maybe been more accurate to the way the kids be but like i'm so thankful that most of this movie was not shot vertically yeah oh, yeah choices. i feel like i feel like this is it like captures some of um like tiktok culture while not being like in tiktok format like this feels very much like it was made by someone who like had youtube in mind and um like probably came from uh, at least like i'm thinking that probably the generation at least me and ariel came from um where like you're watching marble hornets or whatever and like yeah. kind of yeah out with like well what if i found something on the internet i'm not <laughs> supposed to see like it's kind of this is like hearkening i guess a, a little more of a pre-disney-fied internet um Mm -hmm. which like it makes it feel scarier and yeah it makes it harder to date so i like that yeah that that was such a sweet spot for me in this movie was that a it was slow burn and i always like that but like the the fingerprints and dna of analog horror was just all over it and it just it 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 captured enough of those the, the vibe even though the vibe is now dead guys but um it did capture the vibe of reading no sleeps about people who did went and did fucked up shit on the internet mm-hmm. and i just yeah i i could yes. I, I could fuck with it the soundtrack was killer yes, yes it was. oh yes alex g i, I got yeah. so excited when i saw his name come up even though i already knew i was like yes yeah and then, that, and then the pixel art and the the game that they show in the center is amazing i was just yes, like, oh, yes which also has like it has like whatever little chiptune song that you can still 100 mm-hmm. tell is alex g yeah <laughs> yeah I, I i listened i actually turned my headphones up i was like is this still my man and i was like it is pixel art side hustling so again just mm-hmm. ways that the movie was very 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 timely and relevant in yes. yeah. in our mutual existence yeah, yeah. It's, I, I just i just can't stress it off i cannot believe there is a movie about this type of relationship mm-hmm. because yeah. while yeah. It, to some people to others to, to the people that it does hit a chord with it is a, a very intense and a very untouched one 
Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm curious to know, like, I guess I'm really curious to know what other people who have never had this experience, like, if, like, how this will hit for them. Because, yeah, like, it's, like, this sweet spot. And I'm just wondering, like, how how does this hit for someone who's, like, yeah, has never done, you know, immersive horror online or anything like that? Like, it, I feel like it still would. I, I'm sure not the same. But, like, it's still, like, a really, I don't know, like, a... I can't even think of a word for it, but it's a character piece, right? And I feel like this character is so relatable. It's so, everything is bare bones. Like this, you know, as, you know, Melz, you pointed out, really limited cast. Um, we don't know shit about Casey. We don't know shit about Casey at all, which we I love. We don't know shit about either of them. No, we don't know shit about oh, either like, of them. We and, see like a total of one person each in the background of yes. their lives. And we don't yeah. we don't need that expo- exposition to feel immediately connected to like, be invested in what's going on. And even the way it's filmed, the style is almost like documentary. Like it's so bare bones. Um, I'm, I'm fascinated with this director. Like I think this is their first one and I can't wait to see their other shit. This is going to sound either creepy or whatever, but I literally, I finished watching the movie and I was like, I have to talk to this person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I, and to the point where I was like, I'm sending this person a message, be like, "Hey, I watched your movie and I really liked it. You seem to know a lot about ARGs, and that's really neat." Yes. So, Jane, please message me back. <laughs> yes, I love that. Holy shit! Yeah, Blackheart Collective thinks you're neat. Yeah, we think you're really neat, and I come to New York a lot. Yeah, um, Jane Showburn, if you're listening, we think you're cool too. Yeah. 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 Everyone here does. Yeah. So, Huge fans. We'll definitely be recommending this movie to everybody else in our pocket of the immersive horror community. Yeah. Because uh, I, yeah, I, I, and, and just a lot of people in general. I truly think that most people who like uh, slow burn independent horror movies, which are kind of just mm-hmm. a themselves, um, yeah, will probably enjoy this because it's well made. It's got some really surprising visual moments the the jump scare after the asmr was amazing i loved the edit of that picture i love when she walked in front of the projector oh my god mm-hmm. good cinematography yeah <laughs> like, it also like it captures so well i like the like kind of establishing shots in this movie i was like oh is this indiana i don't know where they shot it but i'm from indiana I- and that looks so like it's just so midwest um, you know, I spent like so much of the movie trying to figure out where they shot the movie. I couldn't find that information either. I looked it up. I yeah, tried. Yeah, I couldn't mm-hmm. find it either. I'll, I also tried to look here. at it. it. It also reminds me of Pennsylvania in, in the same way, like it, 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 which I think is a testament to yeah. um, whoever did the choosing of the final locations is that it looks like it could be just about anywhere in about half of America, which is yeah. cool. <laughs> if, if you live in a place where like winter feels like that, um yeah hit us up because i want to talk about like I, I don't live in a place anymore where the winter makes you feel like you might need to um bury yourself in the earth and never come out um but the feeling of this movie feels so much like that yeah it's it's good yeah this movie's got a great vibe i i truly believe that this movie was it reminds me very much of new york in the winter mm-hmm. um i i was like i yeah I, I, I even creeped on the signs, the auto zone, all that. I, was, I really tried to figure it out. 
Oh, was she like, zooms it on the AutoZone? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, my yeah. God. AutoZone. I was looking for license plates. I, I The whole time I was like, is this oh. New York? I was like, I think this is Long Island. Okay, I thought it was upstate New York. New York. I yeah. feel like really? I found that online. Am I yeah, making that up? Yeah. Well, there's the parts where she's outside her, her high school, which is such a good scene. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's the vice principal. Uh, anyways. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and laugh. I was like, I think that's upstate New York. And then I think I think all that down there, I think the rest of it's Long Island. <laughs> Damn. Loved this well, movie. I really like it. To me, a lot. a lot of the background stuff looked like any small town in Indiana. Mm-hmm. It, it was cool. Wherever it was, it looked like everywhere else. And that's yeah. cool. We yeah. love to love a, a good Simpson Springfield moment. Yeah, because yeah, it, it, it does that add to that. like slush covered strip well, mall so shit. Add to that feeling of seclusion. You know what I mean? Because she's uh-huh. just. Like, I mean, it probably, I mean, like, even, like, over, yeah, brings it up even higher. Just, like, every time they show an exterior shot, even if there's cars, it's still, yeah, it's the coldness of winter. I love that. I look for that in movies. I want the coldness of winter. Like, yes. Uh, what's that other, what's that movie? I'm thinking of ending things. The whole time this movie oh, reminded me of that mm, movie okay. as a vibe. That you one makes I mean? feel very cold, very yeah. cold. Um, Fargo also always makes me feel cold. Yeah. Um, not quite the same, but literally one of my favorite things ever that gets built frequently in haunted attractions is simulated winter scenes. That yeah. <gasps> um, I think I think it is a really specific art within the art of scenic design to make something look cold without yes. feeling. So yeah, all all kind of linked. Also love the aesthetic of winter. That was a big part of why we gunned so hard to run. Uh, our remount of Haunted House when we did in January as we've talked literally since we mm. met like man wouldn't it be yeah. great to just go in the dead of winter that is <laughs> yeah yeah it snowed the entire time for the second run of the Haunted House very hard oh. okay yeah oh. so yeah it was really really cold and it was a blizzard basically instead of yeah mostly oh wow it was cool there's something really haunting about the winter yeah yeah and, and this movie definitely accomplishes that Mm-hmm. it feels like i mean like if anybody's thinking about whether to watch this i like i don't think i've been as emotionally affected by a movie in like a couple years okay the best part is that like candace and i had just had a conversation like last week i feel like where candace was like i feel like it's stupid if people tell people that they just cried at something. So we just keep in mind that we just had this conversation like recently where Candace was like, I don't know why people have to say that. And then Candace texts me after she finishes the movie and she was like, I sobbed for the last 10 minutes. Of this it's movie. different about movies. I just mean okay. if you cried because you lost your keys or something, I don't oh, care. Okay. I cry all over right. stupid shit all the time, but it's different if it's a movie. <laughs> it's just hilarious to have the juxtaposition of like that recent conversation. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Like oh my god, I'm literally crying. No, I I I didn't cry. Yeah, I was literally it shaking. Really made my brain churn, and I yes. ultimately feel like I related more to um I I cannot remember his name, but gentleman's name. JLB. He's the one. Yeah, yeah he, he's the one that I felt more affected by even than than by her. Um, which I think is why my brain was going instead of my my tears, which is mm-hmm. abnormal because I cry a lot. <laughs> That's a bona fide fact, but I did love it. It was cool. Thank you all so much for um, inviting us to, uh, when we have such a cool movie. Yes, uh, cool new movie, which like is always hype. Because you know, even though 
I'm sure we all have lists 20 miles long of movies we know we should see, but it still feels like, man, there's just nothing to watch. Yeah. Yeah. And this movie, here we go, here's the plug ready. And this movie should be on HBO Max this March. Yes. And it's going to be streaming. It's going to be stream. I mean, sorry, streaming is the same. Wow. Um, It's going to be, I think, have a limited release. Yeah, like a theatrical release. Oh, excellent. Yeah, yeah. I I did see it. I definitely know it got picked up by HBO Max, which that's awesome. Yeah, I was awesome. If anyone listening to this would have access to a theatrical release and it sounds like something that you would like, um, sounds like a really special experience. I would recommend it. I think uh, I, I, you know, here, here's my prediction moment. Let's lay some money down, guys. It's just All like right. how I see, I see, I see this this director and cast going bigger. This is definitely the start of something larger because I, I just thought the movie was fucking fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, put money on all of this leading to something bigger, and also, oh, was that a what was that? I don't know. I don't know. It sounded kind of magical, which is why I wanted to know. Oh, um, I was not magic. <laughs> no, I just heard like a beeping and then a voice. I don't think it was my end. Anyway, no, it was mine. Okay, it was my stupid thing because I was looking at when it was coming to streaming, and then a trailer started playing on it, and I'm like, wow, <laughs> fuck you, fuck you, folks. That sounds like the it sounds like the countdown for when something's about to take a picture. Yeah, it's yeah. from the movie. So it's from the movie. It's from the trailer. You can um so anyway. A little taste. Yeah. A little taste of the trailer. Yeah, <laughs> if you want to watch the trailer, it's available. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I recommend seeing this in a theater if it sounds like something you'd like. That sounds like a neat experience. And I think this is the beginning of probably a large career for a lot of these people. So Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'll go I again. Would... I'll see it in a theater. Why not? That'd be fucking rad. Love to. Yeah. I had to watch it on a small device. I would love to see it on a bigger one. But I also think that it translates quite well to watching mm-hmm. on like phone because it's yeah, about. Yeah, I was gonna say like... I watched it on my laptop and it felt like sometimes too real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Also, just wanted to throw out um, about the very last shots we see of her in the movie with the with the flashy lights from the video yeah. and the cool. Mm-hmm. So like. <laughs> that I, this is more of a personal anecdote than anything but when i was my most into making content for tiktok i did a lot of stuff that looked a ton like that i was very big on like very dark room rainbow light shifting mm-hmm. color on my face this sounds really really specific and it is <laughs> movie that hit me i'm like this is a very real thing um, because I, when I first moved to Pennsylvania, I had absolutely no friends and I got really into making TikToks mm-hmm. and I'm like, really do just be a, a thing to light yourself in a lot of colors when you're depressed and on the internet. Yes. <laughs> it Total was very, vibe. yeah. And so I was like, this was a really fascinating visual to use. So I'm yeah. also not the only person that does that when they're sad. Yeah. I love just that. Thought, yeah. I just love this movie. I haven't, yeah, I I saw it and I was like, I have not felt this way in a long time. I have not felt this way about a film. So, not to overhype it for people, but I don't think I can. I think it's a rad movie, so. Yeah, it, it is super slow burn, though. So, like, if, if you it don't, is. if you don't like those, like, nice atmospheric, like, it's kind of movie you can eat a meal during. Yeah, you know there's I- a lot of long shots like a lot of pushes into things yeah 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 i think this movie i just thought like especially for anybody's into a slow burn anyone with a modicum of interest in internet culture 
Yeah, I, I thought this movie was kind of spellbinding. That's a good word for it. Mm-hmm. And and it made me feel really weird at the end. When that's kind of like what I look for in a movie is I want to feel weird. And I felt really weird watching this movie. Yeah, this movie makes yeah. you feel weird in some like unexpected ways. Mm-hmm. Very, very much so. Very much so. In ways that Cabin in the Woods doesn't. Cabin in the Woods just feels fun when you watch it, which is crazy because people are fucking dying. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's so funny. The stakes are so much higher in Cabin in the Woods and it feels like, yes, the world is ending. And I'm like sobbing (laughs) at the end of this movie because I'm like, I don't know what happened to this girl. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. It's hey, it's it's all about the framing. (laughs) Yeah. All about the framing. Uh yeah, I'm 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 into it. Uh, yo, anyone else listening to this, you should look up a video of the cabin in the house haunted house they did at Halloween Horror Nights 2013. I think it was okay. really cool, cool to see how they translated oh. such a big movie into a somewhat limited physical space. That sounds so, great. I want to see that. Yeah, um, I, yeah. I watched. Uh, it was Dark Hills Events. Was it last year did a, a Cabin in yeah. the Woods themed role playing experience that was all improv and done over YouTube? That wow. was, yeah. That was cool. Awesome. Wow. Do you guys have anything else that you want to plug? What should, what should people check out if they want to get into immersive horror? Let me ask yeah. you, like, what should people do if they want to get into immersive horror? And what can people check out from you guys? And where can they follow you? To get into immersive horror, uh, go to Instagram and go and click on the immersive uh, immersive horror tag and start there. Um, Instagram is immersive horror's best friend in the whole world. Um, watch okay. the blackout experience documentary. Okay. Um, Although that buy as much to online exclusive Not to stuff, online, but in but... terms of like tone and stuff like that, you know what I mean? Like probably the closest and yeah, it's kind of hard to get into remote, I think in, in its own way. Cause you, it's really like we all cast our net and then the people who get in first get in first and then the shows are sold out. And so it does make it like, it does can make it kind of difficult, but it's a matter of, yeah, go to Instagram and start. Yeah. That immersive horror tag is going to unlock a lot for a lot of people. And it, it is. And just want to throw out that a lot of things um, within this sphere uh, will, you know, they are exclusive, but they are exclusive in the sense that you just need to reach out and you need to apply or fill out something. You know, don't be afraid, I guess, mm-hmm. to put yeah. it because it's, it's, you know, you just have to try. <laughs> you just, you just have to try to do the thing. You can't fall into it. That very, very rarely happens. I mean, there are plenty of, you know, extremely unofficial things that go on on the internet, of course. And mm-hmm. I'm not judging people who go and do role playing games together or anything like that. But there, there is a difference between, for example, what was happening just between two people, um, you know, like in the movie versus like what we do where we sell tickets and have waivers and it's yeah it's like structured process and i would recommend the structured process once more because you're you're just going to be in a safer healthier environment more than likely no know who your creators are know who they are yeah this is probably man because like going back into this i feel like kind of the like the world's fair thing is like so full of people who like you don't know what they are they could like be dangerous and i was Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. I was thinking about um, I was thinking about this as we were talking because like, yeah, like for some reason I like read this as 
like pretty innocuous the whole time, but it is like something where, yeah, I'm like, you should have to sign up for this. Like, <laughs> this, uh, like I feel like this part of this is like this guy being like way in over his head. Um, I'm like, you should, you should, you need to set this up differently, my guy. Yeah. And he totally knows that too. And that's part of his panic. And, and again, just part of what makes this movie relatable is that it is really difficult to sometimes interpret communications through the internet, even when you make that your business. Yeah. You know? And it's like, it's, yeah, it, it was very profound to see him struggle with that because it is a thing that happens. But when you put a lot of focus into it and when you set things up and when you treat people and, you know, we have an interview process for our shows um, and it just makes sure that everyone's fully aware of everything that could happen mm-hmm. uh, so that nobody, nobody is blindsided because that's, that's really not too good. Although sometimes it works out, but <laughs> that's like, one and done situation. I don't know. Josh, yeah, I don't know if I should tell that. Well, <laughs> I'll talk about it later on, maybe. Uh, but yeah, that's true. It is true. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. So to anybody who wants to under support, um, know who your creators are. Like, hear boo to mask creators. Don't, <laughs> don't do, don't do stuff with people who you can't identify who they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it'd be easy to track down like who we are as human beings, mm-hmm. out, you know, uh, through our connection to Blackheart and that's intentional. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Transparency. Like we're yeah. people, human lives, and yeah. boogers and booze, and we're just like you. <laughs> and yeah. we're not. We're nice. Yeah, we're nice. We're, we're adding nice. this to like the list of like don't do horror like this. Um, to like the houses October built. Yeah. And haunt. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yes. God. Yeah, that's a yeah, whole, whole other thing. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I had to jump back into it for a second because oh, I just a... thought about that. Oh no, but... I should say like, baby, invite me to a whole podcast about what haunted attractions not to go to. <laughs> yeah. oh, my God, oh shit, I need that. I need Ooh. it. I just started doing haunted attractions like in 2021, so I'm very new. Yes, I was. I was dragging you all around. Yeah, all around Eric had to guide me to all I... the good haunted attractions. I love that. What what area of the country haunted attractions? Oh, Just California, California. which is unfortunate because I feel like California doesn't have. This is not. We had a great time. I'm not. I don't want to disparage what we did, but also like the good shit. I feel like maybe this is the grass is always greener, but I feel like the good shit is elsewhere. I feel like the Midwest is like the place. That's what I feel like. Haunted attractions. It's 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 not a grass is always greener illusion. You are correct. So here we go. I will say this then, if you guys are next next October, if you're willing to make the drive to Las Vegas, go see the Freakling Brothers. Honestly, that's okay. not even that far of a drive. For that's us, not that so. far. It's like four mm-hmm. hours or something. Yeah, yeah. they I run an eighteen. An eight. There's three haunts there. One of which is eighteen plus, called the Gates of Hell. Okay, um, I want that one. That's the and one. then otherwise, you can go see my friends or me and Mel's friends in Southern California who run an immersive horror outfit called Black Mass. Mm-hmm. Oh, we do yeah. do it um hands-on 18 and over uh theatrical horror shows hell yeah mm-hmm. and our lovely people wow okay. yeah Good. they're very lovely people yep this is very, a killer recommendation yeah there's and there there's a lot of stuff in the interim as well um sort of in between like doing a regular walkthrough haunted experience and a and like an extreme, as one would call it. Um, again, top in Midwest and Ohio, there's the Haunted Hoochie. 
which mm-hmm. does not have an age restriction, but is contact based and is extremely graphic and, and offensive intentionally. Um, and is a good place to start. And then there's places like the basement in Pittsburgh, which is technically mm-hmm. extreme and you do sign a waiver, but it's sort of more on the, the lighter side of things mm-hmm. to get you. So there's, there's like a lot of levels of this stuff. It's not straight into like pure nightmare torture territory. Yeah. Wa- getting I- waterboarded with dildos or whatever. Yeah, it's not that exactly. I don't, I'm not trying to go there. <laughs> there's a lot of stuff out there that is haunted. It's, I would call it like a haunted attraction plus, yeah. you know, where okay. you, or maybe you have to eat something or, or characters will guide you while you're blindfolded or things like that, you know, kind of to that level, um, you know, maybe some extremely light, like tying or handcuffing to a chair or something, but nothing, you know, painful. I mean, unless you're me, I manage to trip and fall frequently. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's shit. my problem, too. That's, that's a me problem, though. <laughs> uh, my, the thing is, and pretty much anywhere that you are, uh, paying money, signing a waiver, and looks like a real organization that you can talk to the creators of and find information of. That's where you want to go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's harder to access than other things because you just you trust me. You want the insurance, even in the digital space of people giving a shit about you. Yeah, you don't get houses October builted, right? Yeah. Or yeah. that way emotionally. I mean, or you do, but like consensually. Yes, <laughs> consensually. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. All right, guys. That is all the time that we have for today. But thanks for hanging out. And um, go see We're All Going to the World's Fair when you can, when you get a chance. It's really good. If you like the other stuff we talk about on this podcast, I'll bet you'll like it. Just um, just saying. Um, if you're still listening. So thank you so much to Josh and Mels for coming and talking to us today. And bringing your insights. Yes. Thanks as always to Claire C. Holland for our namesake, Not Your Final Girl, from her book of horror-themed poems called I Am Not Your Final Girl. Get it wherever they sell books. Thanks to Brian Demarest. And um, you can follow him at Evil Flynn on Instagram for our show artwork. Um, you can commission him, too. He makes other artwork f- just for you. Thanks to Pat Spurlock um, at Phantom Stranger on Facebook for being technical and emotional support. And thanks to our network, Morbidly Beautiful, um, which you can go to morbidlybeautiful.com and check out all the other shows on the network. Check out the other writers on the network, which um, Ariel and I write stuff sometimes too. So check that out. Um, Read all the stuff that we wrote. And um, also thanks to Ariel for writing our song, which you're about to hear. It's called Under Your Skin. And you can find it on Spotify or Bandcamp or Apple Music or any of those places where you get music. Um, But you could also pay her some money for it. We would appreciate it as a pod. Um, And thanks to you guys. Um, Follow us if you don't already. NYFG pod on pretty much everything. And okay. Love you. Bye.